0: Hey, this is Andrew Kuhn, and you're listening to the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Jeff and I talk about actionable stock ideas, timeless investing concepts, and the overall way that we think about investing at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Go to focuscompounding.com and enter in your email to get a free watch list from Jeff every other week. And be sure to check out all of our other work where Jeff writes about stocks at focuscompounding.com. I upload how-to investing videos on YouTube, and we both manage capital for investors at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to follow along. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn back here again today on the number one value investing podcast in the world, sitting next to my co-founder, Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how's it going today? Yeah, It's going very well, Andrew. How's it going with you? It is going great. We hope it's going great for everybody else as well. Hey, if this is the first time that you are checking in with us, be sure to check out all of our work. Go to focuscompound.com. If you like free stuff, sign up for the Gannon Gazette. We sent one out this past week what was our open rate? It was, I think north of 60%. I think it was like 70%. So I was, you know, I was happy to see that. Um, but if you are on the list and you did not see that, check your spam folder. We should not end up in spam. Um, and if we, did end up in spam, let me know. Uh, But if you want to get on that for future lists, go to Focus Compounding and enter in your email for the famous Gannon Gazette. If you want to get access to all of our research, uh, sign up and use the podcast promo code, which is podcast. It'll take some money off of the subscription price. And definitely as long as you do stay a member, if you're watching us on YouTube, hey man, we're trying to pump out a ton of content over here. Uh, Hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button. We are doing interactive podcasts going forward. Uh, A lot of people like it. I don't know why we haven't been doing it. We are innovating and we are educating and if you want to support us hit that subscribe button and uh you know uh, we're trying to hack that youtube algorithm leave us a comment i'd love to see what everybody um is saying and uh really because everyone says good things <laughs> i probably won't like that as soon as somebody <laughs> says something good we're coming up on our two-year anniversary what's today's date that we're recording this today's date is february 7th our two-year anniversary is february 22nd okay which is crazy and also incredible. And it's been a lot of fun and we're not going to stop. I can't wait till we get up to our four year anniversary, two years from now and see where we're at there. So I want to thank everybody so much for following along. It's been a lot of fun. Follow me on Twitter at Focused Compound. So today's podcast, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how we find ideas, I guess. Uh, This is going to have zero structure whatsoever. So um, if you want to follow along on how we find ideas, go to YouTube because we're recording the screen and we're just going to kind of go through the process. I think sometimes good ideas they just like jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I would say there's, you know, there, you do have traditional routes of finding ideas, like going through, you know, maybe looking at other investors, 13Fs or blogs, Valley Investors Club, Corner Berkshire, Twitter, etc. But sometimes just good ideas just kind of, they just pop out at you. And then you're like, wow, this seems actually kind of interesting. And then you start to do more research on it and then it becomes really interesting. But let's just go through the process of like your everyday process right. where you set up the potential for good ideas to jump out at you. And if you're watching on the screen, we're on netvibes, uh, com. I don't know why it's kind of skewed right here, but this is pretty much just a blog role that Jeff has had for um, some time now, right? And what's going on here? See, this is, what's, what's, what's going on here? Go
1: to the first, the news tab. Yeah, but why is this like... Uh, Oh, there we go. Because that's the overflow tab. Got it, got it, got so it. News after, tab. After you have like 50 blogs or something, I think you have to
0: start another tab. All right, cool. So this is what both Jeff and myself use. I use Jeff's login. And every time I do log in, it's always, if there's a thing that has not been read, it will, you know, you'll obviously but be able to see, but it's it. always already read. So I'm just like, okay, well, I, did I read <laughs> this? I don't know. Have, you should probably have your own. Yeah, I probably should, like, right? But yeah. these are just blogs that Jeff likes to follow. I'm sure you recognize a lot of... uh a lot of these names, Mm -hmm. a lot of people from Twitter, a lot of uh, people that have just been blogging for a very long time. Um, But we like to stay up to date on what other people are blogging about, Mm -hmm. especially other investors that may invest very similar to the way that we invest, right? Mm -hmm. No name stocks. I mean, that's exactly what we do. Um, But we do come here every single day. OTC Mm -hmm. Adventures, right? Shout out Dave Waters. Yeah. Um, but we come here every single day just because we like to see what other people are, uh, writing about other ideas, even if we don't invest very similar, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. So I read that every single day. Um, let's see. I also do basically I check email for ideas from people cause I get ideas from talking to people by email, uh, get ideas from talking to some people by Skype. Um, so check those every single day. Check the blogs, which I do through Net Vibes, um, I read Value Investors Club every single day, Corner of Berkshire and Fairfax every single day. What else? Check Twitter. I do not check Twitter. You check Twitter. I don't believe you. I'm convinced Jeff
0: has a Twitter. No, he's, a Twitter. He's, he has an anonymous Twitter because he seems to know everything that happens <laughs> on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So and and then you get sometimes get ideas from them that way. I, I think I said something once that I think some people interpret as being like critical of Corner Berkshire and Fairfax, for instance, where I said I that in all the time reading I got one idea. Yeah. Yeah. I actually meant that to be positive that there was one stock that we. Uh, own that I bought for something uh, that I never would have found if it wasn't for Corner Berkshire and Fairfax. Now, there's many, many stocks I've read about on that site that should um, we go to Corner Berkshire that I got more information from, but I would have known about. You know, mm-hmm. there's not that many stocks that I would never have heard of. There was one that I actually bought that I never would have found. So when you come across an idea and it has mm-hmm. like 40 tabs, do you go back to the beginning,
0: uh, or do you just kind of start? And go work. It your depends. Way if I know what
1: the company is, I go check the most recent one first. Yeah. If I don't have a good idea of what the company is, I read the first one. So things that are like warrants and stuff, I definitely read the first one because I need someone to explain like what Weatherford international warrants are. Um, so like there's GraphTech, we talked about GraphTech, it was written up on our site, things like that. Um, the So Corner of Berkshire and Fairfax, the thing is of course for me, at least, I find that the very shortest threads are the most useful. Mm-hmm. So the super long threads tend to just be controversial things. Right? And people just like, yeah, So like something <laughs> happening out a discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas the ones that I like are the ones where someone said something and like no one paid attention to what Ye- they said. Uh-huh, sure. Those tend to be the one, like the one-page ones and stuff. Those are the ones that really excite me. Like, I mean, w- people know we own NACO. There was a NACO thread, I think, before we bought it or something. It was very short. I always love when I I see... A, a new like thread mm-hmm.
0: of, of a company, and they're like, Oh, Jeff Gannon wrote a long post on this a couple see, years ago, or something like that. I've
1: never read those threads because yeah. you know, if I find my name online, I stop reading whatever it is. Yeah, same um, here. So, <laughs> yeah, so Village as Civil soon as I see
0: Focus Compounding or Andrew Coon or Jeff Gannon, <laughs> I mean, Jeff Gannon made like look with. As soon as I see my name, I literally, I don't, I just click off good. because, uh, yeah.
1: I suggested that that's a good thing to do. Yeah, it is that a good back thing. back when I was writing on for a site and stuff, uh, uh-huh. and people asked, Why don't you? They were like, Oh, there's all this stuff in the comments. I was like, I don't read the comments. Yeah. Um, um, There's a pro tip to anybody
0: that creates content <laughs> online. I check the YouTube comments though, or like uh, the well, podcast. There are some things. things that are
1: useful. People do give very useful feedback, about, like feedback, yeah. especially about like technical things and stuff like that. Yeah, that's useful for their experience for it. Um, the stock stuff. I mean, I read the comments of other people's blogs. Yeah, it, looking for things that someone might know the stock and things like that. To be honest, uh, we get way better information. Um, from people by giving out our email addresses and people contacting us by email. That's always a better way than people talking in comments. Yeah, stuff. That's just the way it works. Same, I think, with Twitter or something, that people talking uh, through Twitter in a way that everyone can see mm-hmm. might be less useful than stuff where they're messaging you directly. Yeah, yeah.
0: for sure. Um, what about Valley Investors Club? We use Valley Investors yes. Club.
1: Do you read everything? So I have it, I think... Uh, You're registered for it. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't generally register for sites because I don't whatever, I don't like my name being associated sometimes. There's been things where someone's contacting me because they realize that I'm on their site. I don't think Value Investors Club would do that, but some other things have done that. So, so I have, I
0: have it skewed to like being like zero to a billion.
1: Okay, so I just do the all the A to Z mm-hmm. um, stuff to go through it, but then I also just do all of the latest...
0: Um, you know what I'm going to um, do? I'm going to take write-ups. one of your, your write-ups from Focus Compounding. I'm just going to continue to just apply and apply and apply and apply. <laughs> I
1: think I said once that I applied for an idea. Yeah, they are. yeah
0: and you, you didn't get approved and you said the idea like went from like it like grew it was like four times or something the
1: idea weirdly worked out incredibly well because it was to short one thing go long the other thing the long worked out incredibly well and the short went into zero that's like totally something that folk or that uh value investors (laughs) club would like i know that's why i did it it wasn't my favorite idea i didn't buy. i didn't uh put the trade on personally that way but i just figured that's the kind of thing they would like yeah no so, come on now. I think I mentioned before. It was one company was transitioning into an ethanol company, and another company already had the name ethanol in it. So, I said short the thing that has ethanol in the name, and buy the thing that is going to become an ethanol company. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. See, yeah, see you're up today because, see, Tandy, you could see that I was on there, because this past weekend, Jeff asked me to copy and paste so this article to him. tells you
1: that I'm not registered there to read yeah. that, because I said, send me the Tandy thing. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. It was a very... It was
1: it was kind of long. I noticed that in Corner Berkshire and Fairfax, they mentioned that there was a write up on there, and uh, <laughs> they so were complaining about how long it was too. It's it's not
0: that long. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. Uh, but yes, Valley Investors Club tends to have pretty short write ups. So, mm-hmm. so for spinoffs, why don't we jump into? So, okay, okay, so we went through a couple blogs that we use. So mm-hmm. we have a blog world, I guess you could say, where you just have a bunch of them together. Yeah, maybe we
1: should talk about some of the specific ones that are really good that way. For blogs, yeah. Okay. So there are a couple that are that are very, very good for ideas for people listening to this to find. They aren't always the same as what we do. I'm not saying they're the best blogs that there are. Some of them are some of the best blogs Mm -hmm. there are. There are other blogs that do great, like more general content. So probably the number one best that everyone should read is Clark Street Valley. Yeah, we got that all the the bottom down Mm -hmm. here. But it's just very good because it does write-ups of specific special situations and things like that. Often yep. we might pass on them or whatever. But uh, I know that I mentioned that what alerted me to the fact the NACO thing was really going through and got me interested in reading the 10K was uh, a write-up on Clark Street Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine. It was good. It, it wasn't um, – Have you ever emailed with this guy before? No. I know he's
0: from Chicago, okay. Clark Street. That's Wrigleyville, like Wrigleyville area. But no, we've we've definitely talked a lot about him. But we've never, uh, I've never had any communication with him at all. So,
1: uh, yeah, so that's got to be one of the best blogs of all. And of course, with these blogs, what I do is I go back yep. and read from the beginning. Because a Especially lot of Especially times- spinoffs. <laughs> yeah a lot of times and i've said this before we mentioned otc adventures oddball stocks i've read everything from the beginning on mm-hmm. uh up and i actually keep excel files on them so like just so people know i actually do have an excel file that has every stock that otc adventures have ever covered from the beginning same thing with oddball Dave, thing so with flattered clark street um because what will happen is they'll write something about it and then they might not follow up with it mm-hmm. the stock price might go down a lot something might change a lot the business might get better you know um some of them get covered forever so like right there you can see conrad industries for instance right monarchs and yeah, those are names that I've known for ten years, mm-hmm. and that I've been covered in some blogs for ten years. Conrad Industries uh, made a ton of money one year a long time ago, and they make nothing now. Um, so you could just see from the stock price how varied that is. Yeah, um, you know. So that's another one that's really good. Uh, there are a few. I stocks. Is great. Yeah. I, uh, there are a couple that are non-US ones that I focus on that I mentioned to you because they get less coverage that way. So no-name stocks, obviously, is very, very small stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, elementary value um, is another one that's very, very small yep. uh, stocks. But I also, fo- like, there are some that I like, um, value and opportunity mostly just does links and stuff. Now it's it does a little less write-up specific companies. But what will tend to happen is that value and opportunity will be more, um, European ones, mm-hmm. right? So German specifically, but just in general, more European. There's UK based value. A, and vessel. I believe value and opportunity linked to something that was a Belgian stock blog. And I've been reading that one too. Now. And I agree a good way seriously to find other uh, blogs is most
0: blogs do have like this, their own little blog rule where you can, um, if you know, this guy, his name is Elementary Value, right, David? Uh, but he invests in similar stuff to what we invest
1: in, and if he follows other blogs, that's a great way to find other people that could be in the same wheelhouse that you're in. Yeah, and so the ones that I really like tend to be the ones that write specific stocks and that have some particular focus. A lot of times, it's um, yeah, this this one we know well um, because it covers a bunch of things that, that are, were written up on Focus Company. Written up on focus compounding. <laughs> they're excellent write-ups here. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if you go to this one. Um, uh, they can see on the screen what the name of it is. Uh, natosnotes.com. Yeah. But so dot .blogspot.com. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So um, they do write up a bunch of uh, stocks that have been done on Focus Compounding or were Which done is great. by this author on Focus Compounding or been talked about in some way on Focus Compounding or whatever. We always say and other ones write that have, And other ones that haven't been, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they fall in that sort of category. Yep. They're excellent write-ups. Some of them are uh, very interesting, very obscure stocks. hmm that you went to a lot of detail with.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so why don't we go to spinoffs, right? Okay. So we use this website. So what I do is I have a, a list of you know past and um, upcoming spinoffs for Jeff to work off of. Mm-hmm. And I usually come to this website because I've found that this one is the best one that kind of groups it all together. Just in
1: terms of the actual table?
0: Yeah, let me. Okay. So stockspinoffinvesting.com. Um, the first one there, by the way, is one that was, we was talked about a little bit in Clark Street. Yeah, Clark yeah, Street that's right. You that just throw up. Yeah, uh, so uh, this gets guy. I'm sure you recognize. If you're on Fintwit you probably recognize mm-hmm. his picture. I don't have his Twitter right here. St- uh, spinoff investment. There you go. So he's uh, a good guy to follow, and definitely check out his website. Uh, but stock spinoff investors. We're not even members <laughs> to the website, but the spinoff calendar is like incredible, I think. So that's mm-hmm. what, what we use, but, uh, they have upcoming spinoffs and complete spinoffs. And what's cool about spinoffs, I think is that the completed ones are just as good of a hunting ground as the upcoming ones, probably yeah. even better, quite honestly, yeah, because I mean, better. sometimes, I mean, even Joel Greenbelt wrote about in stock market genius how I think he said the average, and this was, you know, whatever it was 15, 20 years ago that the, um, most spinoffs outperform after year one yeah so it's it's good to uh you know and like look he gives the price return since the spinoff so if you Mm -hmm. see one that's down or flat or just whatever i think it's a good hunting ground to um you know take a deeper dive and learn a little bit more about it
1: yeah and it's a good list to look at yeah and definitely things to read about from that i mean we we did a podcast where we talked a little bit about spinoffs and how in general I found that spinoffs lately haven't been as interesting Mm -hmm. um and I would still say that's true but I still look at them and we still consider them we've bought things that were spinoffs I just mean as a group um they're not as kind of overlooked as they used to be I think Mm -hmm. and a lot more companies I think are getting wise to the fact that they can load them up with debt and stuff like that they're kind of pretty popular with certain value otis elevator company we've talked a lot about elevators lately personally yeah Mm -hmm.
0: it's a great business
1: yeah, and uh, I was going to write up a elevator company, and decided not to because it turned out that it was significantly less good than the other elevator companies. It was a Japanese one, mm-hmm. but the um, but there are a couple in Europe and in the U.S. that are good. Mm-hmm. I would just, it would be one of those. Got it. So, um,
0: you know, spinoffs. Clark Street Valley is great for like spinoffs mm-hmm. and special situations. Other blogs. Um, your email. Should we go through your email? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, what other are, are other good ways of just having ideas jump out at you?
1: Um, so
0: I think a great way, seriously, is like what you said, what you have done with OTC Adventures, how you've read okay. every single blog, even after yes. you know, years after they were put up, because it's a good way to find out about is that how you found out about CSVI?
1: Yeah, so, um, honestly, I would say in general, it hasn't mattered that much to me, uh, how recent the write up is. Now, there's somewhere that might not be the case, some stocks are like incredibly cheap, and then it, it it's um you know they go up a lot and so you miss out on something Mm -hmm. but i found many situations where something that's a year old a couple years old can still be interesting all right so what are other sources of uh ideas so we we screen for ideas we
0: use portfolio one two three right uh, yeah which is a good uh, good source
1: yeah honestly for me a huge part of it is talking to people about it who know what kind of stocks i'm interested in we if we talk about something on podcasts we tend to get responses from people sharing information that they have about it trying to get more information from us about that stock like they'll say oh i heard you talk about it on the um uh you know on the uh like when we do the quick FS stuff, you know, mm-hmm. when we do our snap judgments, that kind of thing. And then, you know. Uh, That's the best part about putting out content is yeah. people,
0: they come out to you and they're like, we, uh, um, this is a good, uh, like, here's my research on on this company, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are you? what about, have you ever read a book and. You, they talk about a stock in the book and you're just kind of curious yes. and then you go and look it up and then you find a bunch of, you know, or like a good investment idea. Yeah. From in that fact, book. I
1: found one, uh, I found more than one. I, and again, kept an Excel file on it. Uh, my, one of my favorite books of all time is Hidden Champions yep. or Hidden Champions of the 21st century or whatever the re-release uh, like updated version is. But, uh, I, I did find from that a, a Cork Company, a company that makes cork, um, like for wine stoppers and that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, and did not buy it and should have. Uh, what was the company it called? It got very cheap. Um, it is Amarim, A M O R. It's not going to be on there. No. No. But you could find it on, like, um, let's see, you could find it on O C Markets. No, I don't think it trades anywhere but in Portugal. I could be wrong. You can find it on Bloomberg, but I don't know how far their chart will go back. But um, yeah, so when Portugal was, there was some concern about them. Uh, you know, they talked about the pigs, right? So um, Portugal, Ireland, Italy, how Greece, do you spell it Spain. A-M- what's it called? A M O R I M. So it'll be there. That one. Uh, that first one. So pulling off the terminal uh, it, yeah, so we don't want see, yeah, I don't want to see that price. <laughs> Why What, what price? Is I you don't know. At? It's it's probably up 10 times or something since where I, I could have bought it. Good guess. Did you actually look at it like very closely? Oh, yeah, very very closely. The only. I mean, honestly, the only reason I didn't buy it is because it had a significant amount of debt. And then it had the problem of what the debt was denominated in euros, mm-hmm. and um, what it would earn in and, and what his expenses were in and things like that. I, I, there are a couple things in that time period that I probably should have bought um, that I would have if they didn't have a lot of debt. Um, and so you can overweight the importance mm-hmm. of debt that way the company hasn't always been a great business um it's always been a leader in its field but it hasn't always had high returns on equity or something like that but yeah i don't know it certainly was but you found it just from kind of it was reading. way under two that's what i'm saying
0: right um, sometimes
1: good, good ideas they just jump out at you right yeah you just read the book and you had the curiosity well, to actually go and look at it i recognize the name of the company because i would read the book so many times um but Uh, yeah and did plenty of research on it actually to be honest Uh, I'd seen plenty of videos about it and and did a lot more research into the industry and stuff yeah so pretty in-depth research on that and didn't buy it that's one of the few that that happened with it's probably an overlooked stock too it was. Yeah. I don't know if it is now, but it was then. Yeah. I mean, Portugal in general is a pretty overlooked market. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's say... It was um, microcap at the time. If you look at the market cap, it was clearly yeah. microcap when I <laughs> bought
0: it. So grouping together a bunch of different blogs mm-hmm. of people that you respect may invest very similar to you. That's a good source. Um, for spinoffs, I would just say that website that we use is, is probably one of the best. Stock, yeah. Spinoffinvesting.com. There
1: are others that try
0: to do the same thing, but we've found that Yeah. The, yeah. Totally. useful. Too. Um, Twitter is great Mm. um your email so just from again and this is another benefit of putting content out there on the internet because people reciprocate and bring you their research and stuff like that i can't tell you how many ideas that we've talked about on quick fs and we'll just get a very long email of hey guys um you know, Here's my research on the company. That's always yeah, very helpful. And
1: I get tons of ones that are just people who bring me ideas I don't know. They're just interested in what my thoughts are on something that they own or that they're thinking about buying. Uh-huh. I've never heard of it.
0: Um, screening. We screen at Portfolio123, and yeah. we have other ones as well. Um, what else? Um...
1: That's pretty good. I'm and then some of them,
0: they just kind of jump out. Like you said, it's Munger was talking about how he read Barron's for 40 years. Yeah. And then he invested in one idea. I think he said he put like 10 million. I, I know I'm going to butcher it. He put like 10 million and it went to some, it just grew like crazy. And then he gave the rest to Lai Lu and... And it's now like worth like
1: whatever six hundred million. Yeah, so I guess the most important thing is keeping track of the names. Following so literally, up, literally. Yeah, what I found to be very useful. Now we we focus on very obscure stocks, but I found this to be useful just in general. Um, a very passing mention of something that sounds kind of interesting and then the author moves on in like a couple sentences is often just as interesting as a big write-up that they do mm-hmm. because then you can go and find out more about it yourself. So they'll be like, oh, and here are their peers, and I didn't like this one because it has too much debt or I didn't like this one because it's you know a newer company or yeah. I like the management or I thought the PE was too high or whatever. Like write that down and remember it for later. How much of, do you ever
0: have like alerts? I know some investors like that do special situations, they'll have alerts or like Google alerts or
1: like, uh, S1 filings or, you know, certain corporate events, stuff like that. I did do that a long time ago, only for when I participated in certain uh, transactions. I basically certain arbitrage type things I did. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only time that I did it. Yeah. Um, and it was just to see everything that I came across that had certain words in it. Got it. So, yeah. So certain things like odd lot tender mm-hmm. um, and some stuff like that. Yeah. Anything else? Any other ways to find ideas? No, I think those are all good ones. I would stress, um, like when you find a blog or, or Corner Berkshire Fairfax, anything that you like the ideas, go look as far back as possible. Don't just look at the recent ones mm-hmm. and like keep a log of all the things that might be interesting to revisit them. Because sometimes you'll find that that stock is like down. 50% since it was written up or it's the same that it was, you know, it's just as attractive now as it was years ago. Yeah. Don't overweight just the stuff that's being written up
0: now. Agreed. Agreed. Well, thank everybody so much for tuning in with Jeff and myself on the number one value investing podcast in the world. If this is the first time that you are tuning in with us, be sure to check out all of our work. Best place to get all of our content is my Twitter at focused compound on Twitter. Um, check out our website, focus compounding.com. If you do sign up, use the podcast promo code, which is podcast, I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, thumbs this video up and we will see you in the next podcast. Hey, this is Andrew Kuhn and that was the Focus Compounding Podcast. The podcast where Jeff and I talk about actionable stock ideas, investing concepts and the overall way that we think about investing at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Go to focuscompounding.com and enter in your email to get a free watch list from Jeff every other week. And be sure to check out all of our other work where Jeff writes about stocks at focuscompounding.com. I upload how-to investing videos on YouTube, and we both manage capital for investors that focus compounding capital management. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to follow along.